Facebook may soon hide like counts. It's Monday, September 9th, 2019. That's what's coming up along the week's news quick hits on episode 377 of Brave Ad World. New consumers. New media. New strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 377 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wiggert, and as you could probably tell from the intro, not a lot to talk about this week. Kind of a slow week, news-wise, but uh, hopefully in the next episode, there will be a lot more to talk about because I'll be taking next weekend off, uh, so there won't be a podcast next week. We'll be back the week after. All right, with that out of the way, let's get into the week's only headline, Facebook and like counts. So Facebook may soon be taking the lead of Instagram and hiding like counts like counts from user posts. So for its part, Instagram has been testing the approach in, in seven countries as a method to ease social pressures around engagement related to social posts. Users can self-censor if they feel like a post won't get a certain threshold of engagement, or they may feel envy when they see others get more engagement than they do. So hiding like counts prevents users from sort of comparing themselves to others or even deleting posts that they don't feel meet their ideal or meet the engagement threshold that they feel like it should have. Authors of posts, they can still see their own like counts, but they can't see the like counts of other users. Currently, Facebook is testing the approach for its platform with some Android users. Now, Facebook, it it wants its users to share freely, and clearly, it sees self-comparison as one of the reasons people hold back. Part of the reason may be because Facebook has become sort of a repository for major life events, weddings, vacations. Most of our day-to-day, I don't know about yours, but mine certainly doesn't live up to a major life event. So, When users see that they could potentially post on a daily basis, it doesn't live up to what they're seeing in their feeds. That leads to self-censorship, which Facebook seems to hypothesize may be be exacerbated by public like counts. The results of this test is going to be something to watch, especially in regards to its effects on ad engagement. Do people start engaging less? Do people start engaging more? That's what's going to be interesting to see what this does from an interaction standpoint on these platforms, Instagram already rolling it out, and what could it mean for Facebook? All right, like I said, quick week. That's it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into just a handful of news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. So this week we saw 30 U.S. state attorney generals Attorneys General, I should say, are they're getting ready to investigate Alphabet for antitrust violations. For its part, Google, which is owned by Alphabet, says it's working and cooperating with state officials. The central argument from the officials is that Alphabet has so much data, it makes it nearly impossible for new companies to effectively compete. There are other probes looking into Amazon and Facebook as well. Speaking of Google, YouTube reached a $170 million settlement with the FTC for privacy violations around kids. Now, YouTube didn't admit any wrongdoing. The settlement 
was sparked, however, by findings that YouTube was collecting children's info without permission from parents. Then it used that information to market its advertising services to children's brands, specifically toy brands. It learned that you can't say you weren't collecting children's information and then use that information to supposedly, you supposedly aren't collecting to market yourself. Lesson learned, I guess. YouTube will implement new efforts to identify, to identify content aimed at children, and it's going to start removing ads from videos aimed at kids. That's part of the settlement. It will also spend more to promote its kids app. And lastly, Facebook dating has launched in the United States, the service that lets users set a dating profile that's separate from their Facebook profiles. From there, they'll receive suggested matches based on their interests, their groups, friends of friends on Facebook. Users can add their Instagram feeds to their profiles and soon stories will be able to be added as well. Users will not see suggestions from their current Facebook friends unless they have a feature turned on called Secret Crush. Secret Crush works by letting users choose up to nine of their existing friends on Facebook and they receive a notification if one of their friends has them on their secret crush list list as well. This may be an overstatement, but it's pretty romantic. All right, that is it for episode 377 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I do want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes, or I should say Apple Podcasts, or any platform of your choosing. It helps me know what you think, and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at TWickert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also find my personal thoughts and insight on marketing at BraveAdWorld.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out BraveAdWorld.com.